Welcome back to the Sports Inside Podcast here on Anchor, and I'm your host, Wesley Youthon, to start our first Friday episode um, of our first full week of this podcast. It is uh, Season 1, Episode 6, um, and today we would I would like to talk about, in this first segment, um, take a look around the MLB and what is expected to go on um, during this slate of games. And of course, um, the Cleveland Guardians have been named. Uh, the Cleveland Indians will change their name um, to the Cleveland Guardians. I... Mm. It's... It's just, like, confusing to me, but um, a name change there in Cleveland. Um, and a um, bunch of talk around um, what could happen in the MLB. Um, of course, Nelson Cruz reached a deal with the Rays yesterday, and Kevin Cash gave his thoughts um, earlier on this morning. Um on getting Nelson Cruz, who arrived um, early this morning. So, um, it should be um, interesting as the Rays and the Indians will play uh, today. They won't have the name change now, but they will have the name change next year. So, it's going to be different if I say... Um, Cleveland, um, Cleveland Indians for now, but uh, Guardians next year is how I'm going to go by it. Um, Josh Fleming on the mound for the Rays and Zach Plezak on the mound for the Indians, along with some other MLB action um, today, too, as well. Um, the MLB trade deadline is July 30th, so it should be an interesting one along with the ML, uh, with the NBA draft being the 29th, so we got a lot to cover, um, and it's really, 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 um, surprising on how this, uh, back half of the season for the MLB, um, takes uh that toll um but today we're going to be talking about the um first AFC predictions in the AFC West with um how how do I fare with Drew Locke in Denver for another year starter along with possibly getting Aaron Rodgers um and impact with backup Teddy Bridgewater and along with Derek Carr's blame with no with nothing all the blame on Derek Carr with all the blame on Derek Carr how does he fare to survive in Las Vegas and what I feel the 
the Chiefs need to do to stay on top of that division along with the Chargers in the hunt with Rookie of the Year quarterback Justin Herbert entering his second season and a healthy Derwin James with a stacked defense and Keenan Allen with a lot of help for Justin Herbert in Los Angeles. So all that and more inside the third segment with um, the AFC West predictions this this time around on Monday. We will dive in to um, the East, and then we will head to the South and the North Division. So, um, to begin, um, this, I'm going to be looking at the beginning of this segment, uh, segment number one, I'm going to be talking about what to expect in, um, your, um, beginning of your, so, in the... In the um, weekend series, um, starting today and then Saturday and Sunday for, um, of course, series has started yesterday. Um, series had started or ended yesterday, I guess, um, in a sense, other than a couple of them. Um, so... Um, I'm guessing these are four, yeah, these are four, uh, game series, so they all end on Sunday, and then we start a new slate here, so from Friday, July 23rd, um, Rays and Indians, uh, you got Diamondbacks and Cubs, Braves, Phillies in Philadelphia, um, Washington Nationals, um, Baltimore Orioles, that's in... Camden at Camden Yards with the Yankees and the Red Sox in Boston Fenway of course can be rocking that um the San Diego Padres uh go to Miami with the Marlins and the Cardinals still in Cincinnati with the Reds Blue Jays with the Mets um, in New York. And uh, Angels and the Twins in Minnesota today, tonight. And uh, the White Sox Brewers. Uh, that should be an interesting one. Of course, going to be a great game. Uh, that is at 8-10 tonight. Um, Detroit Tigers. And the Kansas City Royals, um, they're also at 8-10 tonight. Uh, they'll be in Kansas City. Um, the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros, the Battle of Texas here. And it is 8-10 tonight um, in Houston in Minute Maid Park. Uh, Pirates and Giants, they're at Oracle Park tonight in San Francisco. Colorado Rockies and the LA Dodgers there at Dodger Stadium um, at the home of the Dodgers. The Athletics and the Mariners, they are at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. 
um, to end our slate of games. So, pitching on the mound for the teams, um, Josh Fleming, Zach Plezak, um, and both teams are second in their divisions, um, but it looks like the Rays are trying to catch the Boston Red Sox, so hoping the Yankees can win some more games. Um... Gallon versus Davies, um, not a bad, not a bad, um, not a bad pitching matchup. Both guys have not been great, um, this year. Gallon with a one and four record and Davies with a five and six record, um, whips are over one, so not super great. Um, and innings pitch has definitely differed, so, um, this should be interesting to see, but I could see Chicago blowing it, blowing them out, because Arizona is just bad, but, um, the Braves and the Phillies, um, this is an interesting this is an interesting one. Um, it's in Philadelphia. Zach Wheeler and Max Fry, Max Freed. Um, so both seven and five. Um, ERA's uh, Zach Wheeler leads with two point four four ERA. Um, whip. Um, Max is over over one, and Wheeler is under one. And innings pitched is definitely differed uh, with 125.2 and 79.2. Of course, Ronald Acuna is out um, injured, so he will not play. He will not play um, at all um, as he's on the 60-day IL along with Travis Darno and. Uh, Endurance Yarte is out. Um, Alec Bohm is out. Um, JD Hammer, uh, Bailey Fater, Felter will be out as well. And day to day is second baseman Nick Matten. Um, so at home, uh, the Phillies are 27 and 18. Um, if they are the favorite, then they are twelve and twenty-eight. Um, underdog, the the Braves are eighteen and nine, and their away record is twenty-one and twenty-three. Um, both they have the same overall record. Um, battling for a chance to be at the top of their division with the Mets. Um, Right now, in which the Braves will have, starting Monday, um, they will have a, they will have a double header, and then have three more games heading until Thursday, and then they host the Brewers. Um, they host the Brewers in in Atlanta. Um, 
but now they're in Philadelphia right now. Um, Nationals and Orioles. Um, Patrick Corbin and Lopez will get the ball um, for both of their teams. Um, Of course, um, taking a look at the injury report, um, Anthony Santander is out. Steven Strasburg is on the 10-day IL. Kyle Schwarber is on the 10-day IL. And Starlin Castro, along with Alex Avila, are on 10-day ILs or day-to-day, um, with Starlin Castro being day-to-day. Anthony Santander is out. Um, Franco is on the 10 day IL along with Hunter Harvey. So, um, should be an interesting one with the Nationals and the Orioles. Um, the Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, uh, Rodriguez versus Cole should be a good one. Um, Cole pitched lights out, um, when he played against Boston, um, in New York and now in Boston, so it should be an interesting one, uh, for them. Padres and Marlins, um, it will be Thompson versus Joe Musgrove, um, I feel like um, San Diego has been playing great baseball. Um, Of course, Manny Machado getting runs batted in. And then batting average, you have Fernando Tatis with home runs too as well. Um, And of course, Jazz Chisholm um, Jr. is out along with John Birdie. Um, Of course... Luen Diaz and Jose Devers. Um, nothing really too bad except um, um, nothing too bad for the Padres. Of co- course, a couple pitchers: um, Nick Ramirez, uh, Ryan Weathers, Craig Stamen. Um, are all out um, for specific reasons. Um, Cardinals and Cincinnati, Wade LeBlanc and Mail um, on the mound for the Reds. Uh, seven and three um, is Mail um, this year. Jesse Winker's been playing out of his mind. Nick Cast- Castellanos. Um, so. Flaherty on the 60-day IL, um, so that is going to be a stinker along with um, Carlos Martinez and Julio Rodriguez. um, And then Michael Lorenzen, Nick Castellanos, uh, Lucas Sims, and Michael Felice for the Reds are out. Um, should be difficult, shouldn't be too bad if, um, Nick Castellanos plays, but we will get that news if he will or not, um, ahead, maybe like an hour ahead of, uh, first pitch. 
Um, next, we will have uh, Miguel against Steven Matz. Um, this definitely um, will be an interesting one. I feel like Steven Matz has been playing great um, pitching-wise. Um, pretty good whip. Um Struggles with ERA, but um, could change, uh, definitely. Um, Vladimir Guerrero and Pete Alonso lead each category with runs batted in, home runs, and, of course, you have batting average. Um, Jacob deGrom on the 10-day IL, Jeff McNeil is day-to-day, Carlos Carrasco is 60-day IL, and Robert Stock is 10-day IL, along with David Peterson, also on the 10-day IL for the Mets. Um, Anthony Castro, 10-day IL. Uh, Danny Jansen, day-to-day. Um, Julian Merriweather, he is on the 60-day IL. And Alec Manoa for starting pitcher for the Blue Jays on the 10-day IL, along with Carl Edwards Jr., the relief pitcher for the um, Toronto Blue Jays, is on the 60-day IL um, ahead of this um, game. So we'll see. Um, I headed into that. Um, Angels and the Twins. Cobb against J.A. Hop. Um, so, left-hander versus right-hander. Um, Nelson Cruz is on his way out. Um, so, this is the interesting one. You don't have him. Um, so... Mike Trout's on the 60-day IL for the Angels. Um, and then Kyle Garlick, Mitch Garver, uh, Luis Aries, Arez, and Alec Greelock, Greeloff, um, and Robert... Ref Snyder um, are out. Uh, ten day IL, ten day IL, day to day paternity, and a ten day IL. Um, so no Mike Trout. Um, he is out on the sixty day IL. Uh, Alex Cobb and Jay Hop to be your pitching matchup in the Angels and Twins game. White Sox and Brewers, interesting matchup. One of my favorites, Peralta and Giolito to get the bump, get started on the bump, and uh, Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, um, Avasar Garcia will lead those categories. Um, Yasmani Grandal and Luis Robert are out. Lorenzo Kane, Devin Williams, and Justin Topa will all be out for the Brewers. And then um, Yasmani Grandal, former Brewer, is out for the 
White Sox. Um, that should be an interesting one. Uh, 8-10 is first pitch. Tigers, Royals. It will be Peralta against... I think it's Bubich or Bubik. I don't know. Bo Bobik. Dude, I really don't know. Um but Peralta Um will face Bubich. I don't know how to say his name. Bu Bubik. I think that's what it is. Okay, so I mid I butchered his name. Um, Jonathan Scope and Salvador Perez lead uh, those categories. Um, wow, this is a lot. Um, Nico Goodrum for the Tigers, Spencer Turnbull, uh, Michael Fulmer, Jake Rogers, um, Danny Duffy, Brad Singer, and Michael A. Taylor all out for both teams. Uh and this should not go super well if there's a bunch of pitchers injured for the Tigers. Um, but good thing is, is most are starters. Rangers, Astros, um, it will, um, be Allard and, or, Odorizzi, um, should be, should be, um, an interesting one, um, of course, Gallo and Garcia lead those categories for the Texas Rangers, along with Michael Brantley, Jordan Alvarez, and Jose Altuve for, uh, home runs, batting average, and runs batted in, um, pitching leaders, uh, Grinky and McCullers Jr., um, along with Kyle Gibson and King, lead the um, lead this. So Alex Bregman on the ten day IL. That's an interesting one. Um, Willie Calhoun, um, John King, of course, but. Um, Alain Messias and Jose Yurquidy. Your oh, jeez. Yurquidy. I think that's how you say it. But um, Josh James, Pedro Baez, Alain Messias, and Alex Bregman are out for the Astros. So interesting to see how that game goes uh, without their third baseman. Pirates and the Giants. Um, Johnny Cuto back starting and Brandon Crawford leads every single category. Um, 18 home runs, batting average 286 and 58 RBIs. Um, Brian Reynolds with 54 RBIs, Adam Frazier with 327 batting average, and Brian Reynolds with 17 home runs and a 306 average. Um, pitching wise, um, K 
Kevin Gossman, Anthony DeSclafani, and Kevin Gossman lead there along with Anderson and Brubaker on the Pirates pitching, are the Pirates pitching leaders. Cole Tucker, um, Brennan Malone are out. Um, O'Neal Cruz and Jalen Davis, Tommy Listella, Evan Longoria, Aaron Sanchez, and Sammy Long all out for San Francisco, hoping that Evan Longoria can make his return um, as he is one of my favorite players um, at all time. And uh, David Price going up against uh, Gonzalez today. Um, Ryan McMahon uh, from Altapia lead um, the three categories in home runs, batting average, and runs batted in. McMahon leading in runs batted in and home runs. Max Muncy uh, leading in runs batted in and home runs. And Justin Turner, the third baseman, uh, will have has the highest average in 304. Um people out today. Um Max Muncy is out paternity. Um Jimmy Nelson 10 day IL uh day to day for Mookie Betts, uh Corey Seager 60 day IL. Um Chris Owings and Peter Lambert uh both out 60 day IL for Peter Lambert, 10 day IL for Chris Owen. Owings, um, more of an advantage here to Colorado um, in this divisional game today. But we'll, we will see um, the final game of the day, Athletics and the Mariners. Um, oh, I'm definitely going to mess up his name. Uh, Kaiuchi, I think, is how you say his name. Um, and Montes will start on the mound. Uh, Matt Olson leads in every single category for the A's. Uh, Mitch Haniger, France, and, um, Mitch Haniger leads in runs batted in and home runs. People out today. Um, no injured players for the A's. Uh, the only team playing without without any injuries um, today. Uh, Justice Sheffield, uh, Jake Fraley, Casey Sadler, uh, Kyle Lewis, and Joey Gerber um, are out for the Mariners. Um, of course, it's going to be an interesting game, both teams. Um, in the ALS division, and they are ready for um, an interesting one. So, um, out of their last five games, um, the... The Oakland A's have won three out of their last five, ma- meaning three in a with three in a row, um on the on Seattle yesterday, um and the LA 
and uh, the L.A. Angel, the Los Angeles Angels, um, with two wins, six to zero and four to one. On the other hand, for Seattle, um, their last five has be been stinky as they've lost uh, three out of their last five, winning only two in a row from the Angels and the Rockies, and then losing one to the Rockies and losing one to the A's yesterday. Um, so, you, you, yeah, so they have to turn it around um, today and try and get back into the win column. Um, ahead of Saturday, the same exact thing, uh, same exact series. Um, so we will preview uh, game two. Uh, well, um, we will recap the weekend series uh, headed into Monday's show where we will have uh, more MLB baseball um, there too, starting up new series um, next week. So um, that will end our segment here as we will come back for the second segment where we will go ahead and talk about um we will talk about um the NFL and what is expected to go on with uh vaccinations um later on we will have um we will talk um predictions for the SEC and um we will also do our AFC West predictions on this Friday. Um happy Friday everyone and um we will be right back on the Sports Is I podcast here on Anchor. You're listening to Wesley Youthon. I'm your host uh for the Sports Insight Podcast here on Anchor. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to the Sports Insight Podcast here on Anchor. I'm your host, What's the Youthon, and we will start segment number two now with um beginning with um SEC vaccination news, um continuing to grow today. Uh Commissioner Greg Sankey um and we have figured out that the Georgia Bulldogs had reached 80% vaccination. Um, South Carolina almost um, almost there. And uh, Kentucky and Mississippi State with um, close to it as well, along with um, Texas A&M. So um, that's a interesting one and um it's difficult to um it's difficult to do um but it is a great goal and um something that the SEC could do um really 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 excited to um see if we can reach this goal um of course uh, that's what Greg Sankey wants to do as SEC commissioner. Um, and I feel like if teams cooperate, they can um, 
do whatever the goal in mind. Um, so as SEC football previews go, um, I will um do every single conference. So starting with the SEC, um, SEC East, I should say, will start, and depending on if Texas or Oklahoma join the SEC is when you could really decide it, but if we look at the SEC now, Georgia at the top, um, Florida, I could see, um, I'd say, oh, I'd say, mm, that's a tough one, between Tennessee and Missouri and Kentucky and South Carolina. Mm. Okay, so as an so as in the SEC, we will have okay, not. So, season starts July 28th, well, August 28th, um, and we start, um, So the SEC, um, SEC football begins September 2nd, um, so with it looking as it is right now, um, I see Georgia bouncing up, um, Florida, Missouri, um, Tennessee over Kentucky, um, and then South Carolina over Kentucky, um, and then Vandy, um, to finish it off. Vandy, they don't seem like they're going in the right direction. Um, it seems like it's spiraling downhill, and Derek Mason knows that, but he's still the head coach. I don't, I don't really know what's going on, but you gotta get it together there. Um, um, so, in the SEC West, we will have, uh, of course, Alabama at the top, um, A&M, um, I feel as Auburn would stay up there, um, and maybe could edge out a win against Texas A&M, but Texas A&M has been playing really, really, really well for, like, three years three or four years, um, and they're going to be even better now that Jimbo is back. Um, I'd say this is going to be a difficult thing for me to do, but I'm taking Ole Miss over top 
of LSU because there's so much promise there in Mississippi that I can't really say that I'm not intrigued. Um, there are a very, they are a very um, good team to um, play against. So it's it's very very interesting to uh, see um, how great they can be. Um, then we got Arkansas at the bottom and Mississippi State to finish it out. I seriously don't see anything different from many of these divisions. Um, but that's how that is. Um, so an interesting one. Um, so when it comes to talking about, um, SEC, I really don't, I really wouldn't say that that is a huge, um, that is a, there's a huge difference in who will play great in that conference because it's pretty much solidified their place. Um, I feel like Georgia and Florida lead the East, um, A&M and Bama lead the West, um, with, Close trails by LSU and Auburn and Ole Miss, um, with no one, um, with Arkansas and Mississippi State way at the bottom, um, just like Vandy and Kentucky or Vandy and South Carolina, um, and Missouri always seems to be in the mix, um, there in the East, so, um, when it comes to talking about uh, SEC football, um, nothing really changes in the West. Um, but the East is interesting because it could go either way. You could see Kentucky fall down from grace um, and go back down with Vanderbilt. Or you could see South Carolina do the same thing or Missouri do the same exact thing. Um, Tennessee um, also could do that too because... I mean, those teams are so tightly contested between um, Missouri, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Tennessee. They're all either with Vanderbilt or a couple teams are with Vanderbilt and a couple teams are with the top teams in the East in Florida and Georgia. And and that's pretty much how it will go um, for... Um, a pretty much majority of the time, so it's a different, um, it's a different thing, but it is, but it is kind of, it's kind of similar to what we've had, um, for such a long time that it is kind of been solidified as positioning, um, as those middle caliber teams kind of, They're either, some of them are at the top and some of them are at the bottom. It's just scattered everywhere. But hopefully we can get some um, great things from SEC football this year. Um, That will do it it for segment number two. Um, We still have three more segments to go. 
Next segment, we will be breaking down the AFC West and my predictions for that um, coming up um, here on the Sports Insight Podcast here on Anchor. We'll be right back after this break. Back to the Sports Insight Podcast here on Anchor. I'm your host, Wesley Youthon, and we start segment number three with... You guessed it, previews for the NFL. We are continuing this with our first AFC division as I finished the NFC divisions yesterday with the NFC North um, and previewed the, the, um, the NFC North and other NFC divisions um, throughout this week. So... Um, we are going to start the AFC today, um, AFC uh, West predictions, um, AFC West predictions, because um, I just I just really wanted to um, do something like this, um, and the next two segments are about Olympics, so I want to get uh, different things like that. Done. So, um, here we're gonna start. Um, AFC West, beginning with your champions, of course. None other than Kansas City, because Kansas City has been playing great uh, defensively. Um, they have really, really done their job, um, and been that um, aggressor. Um, offensively, they are so good. Travis Kelsey um, blew a chance with Le'Veon Bell. They should have had him, um, and they should have kept him. Um, in a sense, they don't really use a run game. So um, Tyree kills back um, insanely, insanely good. Um, lost to Sammy Watkins, but um, not too big. Of a loss there if you have Tyree Kill um, at full speed and full strength. Um, Nicole Hardman, um, not too bad of a um, of a O-line, um, I would say, uh, for them. And Kansas City seems like they are a... Um, they're going to slow down a little bit um, this year, and I'm going to give them um, 13 wins. I don't think that they will go 17-0. There's no way you could go 17-0, um, especially in a tight division where you could lose a couple to the Chargers, maybe even the Raiders. Um, I will say 14. Well, 13. 13 wins. I said 13. 13 wins. Um. 13 and 4 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um and in second place I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Um I seriously I don't feel um in Las Vegas doesn't have a second round a second place talent on their team, but okay, people are going to blame Derek Carr and it, I don't understand. Okay, we'll get to that in a second, but I'm going to talk about the Chargers right now. Um, so the Chargers, um, beginning um, last year, um, had really struggled to find their quarterback um, really after um, 
uh, having Tyrod as their starter, and uh, he lost his job to another starter um, as he started, like, 10,000 careers. But other than that, sorry, Tyrod, but um, beginning here when we speak on it, um, Justin Herbert was exceptional. He was Rookie of the Year, and he definitely should have been Rookie of the Year, and he was. And he was recognized for it. Great job by the NFL for recognizing that. Um, and fans recognizing that, too. Um, Austin Eckler, great receiving back. Um, pretty good rushing back, uh, running back. Um, uh, all around, looking pretty good. Keenan Allen back um, at wide receiver. Just need another another guy that can uh, step up pretty well. Um, loss of Hunter Henry. Um this is definitely the time where um, Keenan's going to have to be relied on a lot. Um, of course, the Chargers um, will uh, need someone to be there, um, of course, uh, in certain areas. Um, but looking at the uh, National Football League, um, in what is projected what is expected to go down. Um, of course, the Chargers, uh, roster-wise, um, you have Justin Herbert. Um, you have Larry Roundtree, too, again, that could be a good, powerful running back. Um, that is, if uh, you get injured. So... Um, you do have... Mike Williams, um, Jared Cook, but really nothing that I see um, super great out of this wide receiver core. K.J. Hill um, and Jalen Guyton, Guyton, um, Jason Moore, Joshua Palmer. Nothing really I see too much out of this. Uh, Jared Cook will probably be your starting tight end, I would guess. Um, Pretty good up front. Um, Just defensively, they are definitely going to be a lot better than the Raiders. um, And the Raiders were worse than the Jets last year, and I don't see that changing. Um, Joey Bosa, back Linval Joseph. Um, Jared Tillery, uh, Frederick Smith, Justin Jones, and Kenneth Murray, um, at linebacker with Kyler Fackrell, um, and, um, you got Tavon Campbell, uh, Michael Davis, Chris Harris Jr., Asante Samuel, um, Derwin James is back um, at safety with Adderley. Um, And then, of course, you got Badgley kicking um, for your special teams um, with Ty Long as punter and Cole Massa, your long snapper. Um, So... I see a pretty good year from this team. Um, Better than the Raiders. Uh, Just difficult for me to decide on what 
um, I would like to see out of these uh, teams. Um, just difficult for me to even speak on it. But um, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Derek Carr back again. Um, wait, did they get rid of Derek Carr? They got rid of Derek Carr. Huh. Wait, did Derek Carr... Derek Carr must have got traded. Derek Carr still... Yeah. Okay, Derek Carr... What? Yeah, Derek Carr is still here. So, okay, they must have took him off, I guess. I don't know. They took him off uh, rosters, but... Derek Carr is um, being hated for absolutely no reason. I don't understand. Okay, just get this straight here. So, if you throw... Okay. So, stats-wise... If you're Derek Carr, he has never thrown for 1,000 yards in his career. Ever. And he's never thrown 15 interceptions. 3,270 yards, 21 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions in 2014. 2015, 3,000. 987 yards, 32 touchdowns, 13 picks. 2016, 3,937 yards, 28 touchdowns, and 6 picks. 2017, 20, wait, two, no, 22 picks with 13 touch, 13 interceptions. And 3,496 yards. Um, 4,049 yards in 2018 with 19 touchdowns and 10 picks. Um, And 4,054 yards... With 21 and 8 picks in 2019. And 4,103 yards with 27 touchdowns and 9 interceptions. So, if we think of that. And then you think of your division rival. And you're telling me that Drew Locke's going to lead you to 11 wins. If Drew Locke leads you to 11 wins, I will literally... I will literally get a Drew Lock jersey and put it on. And literally just like I'll put and I'll take a picture and put it as my profile photo um for this. But seriously, it just doesn't just doesn't make any sense. 
And then when you look at your division rival, you're literally ha- you're literally saying that um, Drew Locke is Drew Locke is pretty much better than Derek Carr if he goes eleven and six. He's okay. So, mm, if I'm Derek Carr, I would not want to stay with this team. Okay, John Gruden, literally, it's like they're like button heads every single minute of the day. I don't understand why a, I get it how you're loyal to a team, but if you're a quarterback and your whole city hates you, and then you still decide to sit there and play there, and then you know the blame is going to be on you, and you need help, and John Gruden won't get it for you, I'm out. I'm out of there. Just like Julio Jones. He put up with the Falcons for, like, what, 10, 11, 12 years? And now that he finally gets a chance to do something and be on a winning roster and have... um a good long arm quarterback that you can use that's useful and develop a young stud in AJ Brown on the other side. It's like, dude, I I would rather I'd be a veteran that teaches. Of course he did that with Calvin Ridley, but he had Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan throwing him the ball. And no hate on Matt Ryan at all. But Matt Ryan um up against some of these guys now um, I wouldn't put in a winning drive situation. Um, I'd put Kirk Cousins. I'd put Ryan Tannehill. I'd put Baker Mayfield. Mm, I'd put Baker Mayfield. Um, Lamar um, is up there, too. He's a very good quarterback. Um, but, and speaking of guys that can do that, um, Derek Carr can do that. Um but seriously, I don't understand why you want to play for a team that can't stand you. You just like you're just like ruining your career then that way. Um if you think about it because you don't have much help other than Darren Waller. Other than Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs who really should really primary primarily be a receiving back. Um and he gets injured a lot. Um it should be it shouldn't be that um, difficult for John Gruden to notice these problems, and he's not addressing them at all. Kind of like Robert Manfred, but just not a head coach um, of a team or a manager of a team. Um, in John Gruden, I just, seriously, you're a great coach, but you have to get Derek Carr help. And if that means trading him, trade him, please. Don't be like the Packers and hold your players hostage. Or Houston, like they did with Deshaun Watson. Um, and this is going to be an interesting, touchy subject here. Um, what will happen with the Raiders this year? Um... How many games will they win? Um, I'm going to go ahead and give them same as last year, 7 and 10. Um, 
7 and 10 is definitely conservative. I could see 8 and 9, definitely not 9 wins. They are not there yet. Defensively, they were worse than the Jets last year, and I'm projecting it to be that same exact way because that's just how it is. Um, It's bad. They could be even worse than the Titans' defense. Um, Because I feel as... The blame is all on Derek Carr for everything that has gone on with this franchise. Um and don't forget he tore his whole his whole like his whole leg bent. If you don't so if you look up Derek Carr injury in twenty sixteen against the Titans, he literally literally broke his whole um leg like in half. And it was crazy to to me to even think about um, how much blame he's been put on these couple years. And, of course, you could say that he doesn't lead you to a bunch of wins. He led you to seven wins, and you still, and you still were third in your division. And you haven't been good, really, at all um, defensively, other than when you had Khalil Mack. Um, and then you lost him, and then it was a struggle. And then, of course, it was a, like, hard blow for Derek Carr, too. If you look at who he has now from when he had, from what he had back in 2015, 2016, and 2014, and 2017, even, to now... To now, where he has, he has Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, Zay Jones, Brian Edwards, Marcel Aitman, and then at running back he has Josh Jacobs and Jalen Richard, Jalen Ricard, and um. He has Darren Waller. He doesn't even have he doesn't even have uh Rodney Hudson. Colton Miller, John Simpson, Gerard Jones Smith, Denzel Good, Lester Cotton Sr. Geez, this is terrible. And then you have Farrell, Crosby Nassib. Nungakwe, but I mean seriously, Kendall Vickers, Solomon Thomas, Corey Littleton, good lord. And then you got Trayvon Mullen and Carl Joseph. You have nobody on this defense at all. I don't see any anything in Jonathan Abram. That's it. That's all I see from this. I mean, an average age on this team, my lord. 27, 27, 23, 24, 27, 25, 26, 25, 22, 26, 25, 25, 22, 25, 25, 28, 24, 28, 24, 28, 
23, 25, 20. They have one guy on this roster that is 30. That's it. There's one guy that is 30, and you're telling me this defense is bad? Come on, guys. You're young. Good Lord. This team is young, and they're just not. They're just not. I'm telling you, they have one guy that is 30. That's it. 30. Not 35. 30. That's it. And he's the center. I don't know anymore, honestly, at this point. Well, that is if you don't count Derek Carr, but Derek Carr is, like, how old? Uh, I don't see much at all from this team. He's 30, so there's only two guys that are 30 in their 30s. The center and the and then Derek Carr, dude. I just don't know anymore at this point. If you're gonna tell me that he's gonna throw for four thousand yards for what? He's thrown for four thousand yards three seasons in a row, and has thrown for for more than. 20 touchdowns only but one time in 2018 where he injured when when uh he only threw for 19 touchdowns and that was the year that he lost Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper I don't want to hear it Derek Carr is very very underrated next team um okay I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. They're going 3-14, and 14, Denver Broncos. I'm not going to do it. Um, Drew Locke is bad. He's bad, okay? He's not good. And I have stats to back that up because I can tell you right now, people are going to tell me that, uh, well, uh, Drew Locke is, um, he's, uh, he's decent because, um, it was only his first year starting. Who cares? Um, oh. This is his passer rating. He was 2,933 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 15 picks. Mm. 75.4 passer rating and his QBR was 48.8. That is garbage. And number 2, it it was just it's bad. It's so bad, okay? It's it's not even close. And if you don't want to if you want to tell me that Derek Carr has better weapons than Drew Locke, Look at the Broncos wide receivers. Just look at the Broncos wide receivers, though. Broncos wide receivers. Deontay Spencer. Seth Williams, of course, we haven't seen him play. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton. KJ Hamler. No. 
No, no. Denver has way better, better wide receivers, and that is facts. And then the Raiders have Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, no disrespect there, but Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, and Henry Ruggs. That's it. That's it. And Darren Waller, while y'all have no offense. That there's no really difference there. Horrible wide, horrible wide receivers. Even though Denver has better wide receivers, horrible wide receivers. Great tight ends. And Drew Locke is just not gonna lead you to eleven wins. He's gonna get you three, and that's being generous. They seriously could go zero seventeen, like the, um, like the Lions. But I would see three or four out of them, and they're done. Uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to argue it. End of the segment there. So we will take a break. Um, I will talk about the Olympics coming up. Um, what Naomi Osaki will bring to, um, the Olympics in tennis. Um, and what you will expect from the NBA USA team, um, headed to Tokyo, Um, and that will be exciting. Um, and then we will end the show, of course. So that's the end of segment three. I went long on segment number one, so we will only have four today, but I'm hoping that I can get back to, um, original status on Monday. Um, and then, uh, make sure you listen in on Monday because we will have my, um, AFC East predictions um, coming for this new year. What we will expect from Mac Jones um, in New England, along with how who will win it, um, Mac Jones or Cam Newton, and um, New York Jets with Zach Wilson, um, and what Robert Sala can bring. Uh, Brian Flores' connection with Tua um, and new wide receiver Will Fuller in Miami and um, the Buffalo Bills into title contention to be Super Bowl champions in 2021. Um, look into Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs' connections. All that coming up on Monday's show, so we will head to segment number four right after this break here on the Sports Insight Podcast on Anchor. Welcome back, everyone, to segment number four of, and the final segment of our show today, um... We will have five back on Monday, but um, these last two days have been really busy for me, Um, so we will start segment number four talking about the U.S. Olympics, Um, the Olympics going on, um, we're going to talk about basketball, we're going to talk about tennis, Um, and this is an interesting one because I really, really... um, this I really, really wouldn't be doing this, but I am because this is what is 
has been interesting um is news on who will be going um of course Naomi Osaki will be there um will be there for um the Olympics in Tokyo um as a tennis player um he's she's great with this um she's won multiple multiple um grand slam titles in tennis and she seems to be striving um in the women's side um now to reach Serena Rena Williams's point um in tennis um now um this should be an interesting one because she is a great tennis player and um we've seen that out of her uh, many 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 times so i feel like this will be no different at all um and then basketball uh basketball without Bradley Beal um this is an interesting one because the NBA US basketball team um so for USA basketball um for the USA basketball team um for team USA they will have a uh, head coach Greg Greg Popovich um so um seems like Dame will go um They have Jason Tatum, uh, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Kimball Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Harris, Harrison Barnes, um, Jalen Brown, Mason Plumley, um, Derek White, Marcus Smart, um, in place for um, Bradley Beal and different things like that. Uh, KD also will uh go and bam so and bam out of bio so this should be interesting and Javel McGee um in for Kevin Love so this is an interesting one um Seems like they could have a great uh success in Tokyo. Um and excited to see what USA can bring to um the Olympics this year. Should be exciting to watch um Olympics. Um Olympic recaps will be coming um sh- shortly after the Olympics begin. Um that's all for that's all the time we have today on the podcast, uh, Sports and Talk podcast on Anchor and Spotify. You can find it um, there as well. So thank you all for listening in. Um, pretty long segments uh, today, but this was a short one at the end uh, to close it out. Uh, listen in Monday for a... Um, Listen Monday for um your for AFC East predictions um and then later on in the week we'll have our first special guest um 
probably Thursday or Friday. Um, depending on that, we will announce it Monday. And um, you all have a great weekend and enjoy the rest of your Friday. Um, and from the Sports Insight podcast, um, see you all later. I'm your host, Wesley Youthon, and thanks for listening in.